Welcome to the Crypto Winter Interview Series, brought to you by Fintech Nexus. In this series, we are interviewing a wide range of voices, leaders in the crypto community, where we discuss how they are navigating the downturn in the markets and what it all means for the future of crypto and the broader financial system. Welcome to another episode of our Crypto Winter Podcast Series. I'm your host, Todd Anderson, Chief Content Officer at Fintech Nexus. Uh, joining me today uh, is Victor Fong of Anchain.ai. Um, Victor, if you could tell the audience uh, a little bit about yourself and tell them a little bit about Anchain and, and what you guys are doing in the Web3 space today. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, Todd. Uh, thanks. It's a great honor to be here. Um, myself, I'm Victor. I'm uh, the CEO and co-founder of Enchain AI. We started the company in 2018, about four years ago, right in here in Palo Alto, California. Um, and we are laser focusing on the Web3 security. And we already have great customers like the US government, the SECs, and uh, a, a few, quite a few crypto unicorns, right? Ember Group, Falcon X, and then Gala Games and all that. So, cool. What if, um, you know, obviously we, we've heard a lot um, in the news about the quote-unquote crypto winter. Um, you know, what, what have you seen thus far? And has the crypto winter really taken a, a big uh, impact on the overall market? Has has it just been speculators? Kind of what's been your sense of the impact that you've seen thus far? Great question, Todd. I love it. And in fact, um, when we when we started, right? So in 2019, we're being selected by the Berkeley Blockchain Accelerator, right? And then right right after if you remember, right, there there was a, a crypto winter back then, mm -hmm. 19 and 20. And I actually gave, uh, and then uh, right after we being incubated by the UC Berkeley Accelerator, right? So we actually, I was hired as an advisor and mentor, right? To, to coach the, the Berkeley founders, the Web3 founders and all that. And I mean, that's one of the, this is not new. We're not new into the crypto winter, right? And capital market, VC markets, like even the startup world, they're up and down in summer, they are winters, right? They are, in, what about when it's in crypto winter, right? I mean, the capital will be more expensive to raise, right? But like you said, speculators right now, right? I mean, if 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 you're building like a non, like just another me too technology without a lot of innovations or not creating enough value to the customers, right? Those companies are, are suffering, right? Um, but if you really believe in the Web3 futures, right? Uh, and you really heads down and, and build, right? I think it's the winter is going to pass. I mean, who knows, right? In the next few months or so, right? And then you, we just need to be ready. But I think right now the winter is actually perfect time for build. Have you seen, you know, and you mentioned some of the brands you worked with at, at the beginning when you did your intro. Um, yeah. Have you seen a reticence among you know potential partners in in getting deeper into the space? You know, tradfi, um, you know, getting a bit, you know, I guess scared uh, entering the space. You know, when obviously the, there's all this talk and and 
I think I agree with you in, in your sentiment of, of right now is the right time to build. Um, but there is this fear uh, in the market. Um, and is some of it founded by TradFi and those that might be not be in the market but are looking to enter the market? It's another great question, Todd. So, um, yeah, actually, I was, uh, I think it was in May or April, right? I was in that conference, the FinTech Nexus in New York City, right? I was yep, on in one late of May. The, the panel. Yep. Yeah, exactly in May. And I would say that was the end of the crypto summer. <laughs> I would say some of the names that they are now, I mean, went busty, right? So they're on the stage as well, right? They talk about all this different, like whatever, CFI, DeFi's, or like yield farming and all these interesting ideas, right? Um, yeah, I mean, so also oh, like at Enchain, right? So we're servicing four sectors, right? One is the government, right? And second is the crypto native companies, including the layer one, the crypto exchanges and DeFi and all that. And the third category is the enterprise. I'm talking about the Fortune 500 companies and all that, yeah. right? And then the, the, the another one, the financial, the chat five, the, the, the banks, right? So in the government sector, we're seeing a, a actually pretty strong um, demand in acquiring uh, like, like our technology, the Web3 security technology, right? Because if you, if, you, if you look at this, right? So one is, I mean, this entire Web3 industry right now is suffering from, from main, a two main problem. One is the cybersecurity. That's more like a technical issues, like you're seeing all these crazy hacks. $600 million of Solana hack, XC affinities, and yeah, like the harmony hacks and all that, right? And then there's another aspect of it, I would say is like an external problem that every Web3 business is dealing with is the compliance, the regulatory compliance, right? So, I mean, like, look, that this entire crypto market just vaporized, what, a trillion dollars or so, right, in the past few months, right, roughly, right? Mm -hmm. And I think Lunas and all this unregulated, digital assets and all that, but they, they just literally, they went into the death spiral and boom, it's gone, right? And and guess where those money are from, right? It's from the investors, it's from the, some of them are from the retail inve investors and all that, right? So that's actually on the other hand, like we're glad to see the US government and the global government jurisdictions and all that are really, really try to fix this problem, right? It is a digital asset. It is right. Uh, whatever that definition would be, would be, we rely on the SEC and, and the U.S. government and other government to define, right? But when 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 those assets when vaporized, right? It, it is. I mean, some some of us got hurt big time, right? So how do we protect those, right? How do we protect this industry to going the healthier direction, other than? nurturing a whole bunch of rock pools, DeFi. I don't want to name them, but there's a lot of them, right? Yeah. So yeah, and then, and then it's really, as a founder, right? So we really believe that compliance and re uh, regulations and together with the cybersecurity is the future. It's actually the very essential component of the success of this Web3 industry, right? Right now, we're, we are in the beginning or in the middle of it, right? But that's a long way to go. And that's why we're very proud of my team as being Delivering value, right? To the those are four sectors we just mentioned, right? And and another category, the layer one, right? Like I said, crypto winter. Now people are building, right? There are there are two mm -hmm. kind of I mean projects or assets you would call like the speculative ones, and the yeah. one that is really focusing on building the 
highways. I think to me, layer one, the smart contract platform, all those are actually the highways. You gotta have the highways ready so we can run your Ferrari or a Porsche on top of it, right? <laughs> but that is still, yeah. I, I would say there's still a lot of pitfalls in there, right? I mean, you see some layer one that will have to shut down the entire layer one for maintenance or all that, right? Uh, but it's getting a lot better, right? It's a, it's a, it's one of the. I think it's one of the greatest innovation in the fintech industry, the Web three, right, and the DeFi and all that. I'm, I'm very bullish about the future of this technology, right? So, and then the one that got being hit very hard, I think, was the crypto exchanges. I would say a lot of the, of them are the CFI and all that, right? Unfortunately, right, they went into those. They're being impacted by those. Uh, liquidity issues right that you already you guys are already aware yeah. of right so but the the thing is that those are a lot of them are actually c5 i would say the technology itself is intact i think the technology in fact this weekend we're going to have the the exterior merge and all that vitality mm -hmm. is coming to san francisco right we probably will meet again right so and there's another big event at stanford this weekend right it's, it's all good i think the technologists builders are very bullish about this tech, this uh, Web three technology. What's the what's the, as to pick up on that last point you you brought up there? What's the in your mind? What's the biggest issue with the technology today? <laughs> There's another great question. I love your questions, man. Um, I think one is like I said, right, a lot of the layer ones. I mean, okay, first of all, the dominant. I would say the most reliable uh, DeFi platform, blockchain layer ones, and all that is still Ethereum. Right, like Ethereum is still very expensive, right? Uh, uh, relatively slower, right? But I mean, mm -hmm. but it's it's very open, it's very decentralized, right? And it has the best developers in the world, I would say, at this at this point, right? Solidity dominating about like ninety percent of the mainstream DeFi and smart contract worlds, NFT, most of them are written in I mean in, in solidities and all that, right? So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, right now the the challenges one is like I mean it's still relatively slow, right? Um, I'm talking about this entire layer one community, right? So uh, the layer one um, ecosystem, right? I think Solana is trying to make it cheaper and faster and more scalable and all that, right? But I mean it's I would say, again, this is like internet. The internet is not building <laughs> over overnight, right? It takes. But do you think that? that case. Do you think it's, some companies in the the space have? I don't know if gotten into trouble is the right way to say it, but the fact that they've talked about how transformative this technology can be, it's sometimes it's given the impression that it's going to happen in three years, five years, when in reality, for something this massive to change, it takes a generation, right? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic than calling a generation, right? I think we, and at the end, right? So I mean, I want to quote the A16Z that 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 the latest like state of the crypto, right? I mean, we we have hundreds of thousands of developers are just rushing into the Web three, mm -hmm. uh, the, the 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 industry, right? To so try to build a DeFi or, or build a layer one infrastructure, come up with a new EVM, or come up with a, a, a more fancier, more privacy preserving, like a zk knowledge proof kind of infrastructure and all that. There's tons of innovations out there, right? 
But I think right now is when, when you have so many innovations flushing into, I mean, this industry, one of the problems is going to be, I mean, it's going to create a lot of gaps, right? One is the security. If you go, if you go ahead of the curve, but too much, guess what? I mean, like I said, all this digital assets and all that is in the wild west. It's running this unprotected layer one or fully open wild west, right? The hackers keep an eye on it. And then I'm talking about the hackers from different geolocations, including some of the sanctioned countries and all that, yeah. right? North Korea, Iran, Iran and all that, right? I mean, in my past career, FIRE and India, right? We deal with those bad guys before, right? I mean, and some of them are very solid, like this APT hackers, or you're talking about some nation state hackers that are super smart and sophisticated, right? So they're going to, they will become the threat to this open financial system, I would say, right? So how exactly are we going to protect us, right? So I think really, like I, like I just mentioned, the cybersecurity side of it, right? I'm glad to see the layer one already doing that, a lot of those efforts, right? Uh, like Solana and Ripple, right? They're actually our customers that we're helping them to build a more secure layer ones. And another, another very proposition is the compliance, right? You got to make sure that you are not funding the terrorist. You are mm -hmm. building the right architecture that is actually you should be compliance ready. Okay. And I mean, most recently, this tornado cash is stirring this entire industry again, right? In, a, in an interesting way and all that, right? So, yeah, but it's, it's although it's exciting, there's a lot of innovations going on in the technology side, in the jurisdictions, in the in the legislations and in the, in the compliance, in the investigation, right? In how we're creating a parallel financial system other than a Wall Street and all that. One one point I want to mention, right? So mm -hmm. even with all these crazy liquidity issues and all that, with all these names that I want I don't want to mention, right? Those C5, most of them are C5 company, right? But if you look at the DeFi ecosystem, if you look at the entire layer one or different layer one blockchain, if you look at the transaction volume, you look at the engagement of the developers ecosystem, it's not being hit that hard. People, there's a lot of Gen Z millennials still believe in this web three. So yeah. I think this is why I'm very bullish. You mentioned uh, regulators earlier. It's a, you know, they're conveniently thrown under the bus to say it's regulators fault or they don't understand or, um, you know, that they're the ones stopping us from building, um, you know, is, is regulation the biggest impediment or threat or is that, you know, more of, a, you know, a convenient answer at time? Um, you know, because you know, regulators are never really seen as the good guys. <laughs> yeah, to the bad guys. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, let's 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 look at this way, right? Let's look at let, let, let's like zoom out a little bit and look at the longer time horizon, right? So, I mean, you, some of the I mean, I don't want to mention some of those layer ones name, but I mean, a, some of the layer one blockchains actually has a lot of rock pools. Right, I mean that means well they're gonna fork the Uniswap or Compounds or whatever, right? And this is start launching as a DeFi project and start attracting like investors' money into the liquidity pool, and then and then boom, disappear. Rock <laughs> pool, right? It's called rock pool. You're talking about billions of billions of dollars, right? 
So, well, do you think the government should just just leave it like that, right? I mean, let let let's think about it, right? So, if the government just just don't even want to bother getting to that, I don't think there's any future of this industry. Let's put it this way, right? One is well, probably the government doesn't care because the the volume is too small. Or second, mm-hmm. they don't they don't really care, right? But really, what I'm seeing, like the Web three, is actually a very fundamentally. I think it's a very fundamental、um, paradigm shift, especially in the financial system. You're talking about, like I said, right? This is a parallel financial system that we are already building, right? Bitcoin has been running for more than ten years, and it's twenty four by seven. It's not like my Chase Bank every Saturday night. They will say, "Oh, maintenance mode. Have you actually <laughs> tried、yeah. to look into your trace bank or POA over the Saturday night, a Saturday Saturday night, right?"、Yeah. Well, and the stock market right now is not traded twenty four by seven. But if you look at Bitcoin, you look at Ethereum, right? You look at some of the other like more advanced layer one, right? They are operating twenty four by seven, and there are tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people hold a wallet. Right, and then start trading or start contributing to the ecosystem. I think this is actually a very fundamental、um, paradigm shift. I would say, and is one of the greatest innovation that we ever built in the fintech industry. So, well, but then I think there are some. I think I don't think the government should be the one being being blamed of like creating friction. I would say, quote unquote friction, because hey. I mean, we've been working with the government agency for 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 I mean for one or two years, right? I mean, well, I think they are taking a very technology focused approach into the regulation, right? They are learning. They are very keen to learn about all these those questions. I mean, the new technologies and all that too, right? And hey, they they are regulating this industry for a reason because really they because they are people, they are investor that gone being being scammed, being fished. And then they file the the report to the government, right? And the government need to do their job,、yeah. right? And then at the end, I I don't think the government is the one that should be blamed, right? They may be slowing down the some of these crazy yield farmings or whatever high yield return digital assets or whatever. But well, but I I think we're in the I think it's great that as my my company is helping. Providing the, the the technology right to bring more transparency, bring more like、um, knowledge into the regulations and all that. Because another key aspect of the Web three is very technology heavy. This、yeah. is unlike other thing anything else that we even invented before, right? So it's very technology focused. You gotta understand what is those cryptography is. You gotta understand the EVM. You gotta understand how what is the smart contract function call. You need to find out a smarter way of sanctioning the tornado cash、yeah. and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but I, I don't think it's an unsolved problem, and this is a very interesting and new problem. We have never dealt with this problem before in the past hundreds of years or thousands of years of human history, and this that's why I feel as a as an innovator, as a technologist in Silicon Valley, that's why I feel very fascinated about about all this、uh, innovation. Yeah. Well, speaking of、uh, innovation, what are some of the things that that you're most excited about today that you see、uh, being built? Yeah, I think 
I think this is actually still, I mean, right now, okay, it's a crypto winter. So, so by definition, a lot of this crypto native company have been hit really hard, right? Including CFI, yeah. some of the DeFi's and all that. But very interestingly, like we, we have seen a lot of enterprise adoption, like including some of the biggest, like the top SaaS company, the Bay Area, or the, some of the largest bank in, 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 in Asia and all that, right? Reach out to us, right? Because this is actually for the Web3 right now is creating like some one of the use cases. How do you, I mean, innovate the way how you connect to with your, your, your fan base, for example, with your, with your consumer? How do you enable Web3 in the consumer facing setting? NFT is one of them, right? Yeah. NFT is a, I think it's a genius idea of okay, creating a, a, a token asset that you can actually have the ownership as a the consumer. And then as an issuers, right, that the IP holder, right, that that can actually issue those NFT to dispute is a as another way of engaging the community, right? And then Agana, right, has been very bullish about this digital transformation, right? And Web three and NFTs and all this uh, great technology, I think it it actually fits very well with the enterprise digital transformation, and I think this is actually. The, the, the very good news that we hear in the crypto winter, enterprise and chairfights adoption. And look, like I said earlier, right? At the end, the winner is going to be the one or the winning technology or the winning of this entire commercial world is going to be the one that create the real value, right? And then innovating a new way of connecting the IP with the consumers and all that. That is actually one of the, I think one of the very cool idea and cool paradigm shit we're seeing also do you see in and you know we're, we're nearing our, our time here and so i'll mm -hmm. ask you know one final question do you see the the future is it kind of you know one two three protocols that kind of dominate um or do you see it as you know kind of a, a space that has oh you know, this wealth of options because i know there is kind of a difference of opinion in the market another great question, right? I think it's going to be a very diverse world in the layer one blockchain. Just look at the internet, right? I think I, I, I love, I'm getting older and older. And one thing I've developed when I get older is I would like to, I read history, right? Just look at the, the internet history. Yeah. How many standards and protocols are out there? There are tons of them. I come from the cybersecurity background. I used to see a lot of the PCAP, those network packet analysis and all that, right? There's probably hundreds of different like different protocols out there. And this is what's gonna happen on the layer one right now, right? So right now, Bitcoin, Ethereum, they're dominating the entire like protocols and all that. But there's Solana, Ripple, and all these different layer one. They're innovating the different way into the layer one, right? And each of them is creating their own network effect. And and Todd, I think at the end, right? The winner, we cannot predict which winner, I mean. Is Solana gonna win or is Ethereum 2 gonna win? Right, nobody knows, right? But if you look at the characteristics, the winner is going to be the one that is gonna be secure. Nobody's willing to launch a project and boom, we got hacked tomorrow. And then, well, you don't even know who to talk to, right? Second, it has to be regulatory compliant. You have to be able to do, to answer the questions from the regulators. Right, and that is actually another key aspect of it. We cannot, like I said, we cannot predict 
Solana or Ethereum or, or, or Algorand or whatever. But the winner is going to be the most secure and the most compliant. Well, Victor, I appreciate you giving me a few minutes today. I wish you and uh, and Chain uh, continued success. Um, if someone wanted to reach out, if they wanted to uh, get in touch, how would they do that? How do they find you guys? Yeah, the, uh, we are on all the social media. We are website, enchain.ai. Very easy to, to remember. And then we are on LinkedIn and Twitter. All right. Well, thank you very much, Victor. Appreciate the time. Good to see you. And hopefully we'll get you back sometime in the future. Thank you, Todd. It's great on to be here. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.